Hello and welcome to Inside the Admissions Office, your one-stop shop for expert advice on the smart way to get in. My name is Kayla and each episode I'll bring you an interview with a former admissions officer, a graduate of a top college, or an admissions expert. These interviews will take you inside the admissions office and will be full of behind-the-scenes knowledge, first-hand experiences, and application tips that will help you get into your dream school. This week, we're joined by Hannah Smith, a writing expert from Stanford, to talk about personal statements. Hi, Hannah. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, Kayla. Thanks for having me. So, Hannah, could you first tell us a bit about your background and what makes you what I think of as a writing expert? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, So I'm originally from Texas, but went to Stanford University for undergrad. When I was at Stanford, I studied history and creative writing. So I definitely have like more of an affinity to uh, writing interests. But at Stanford, I also worked in the writing center, the Hume Writing Center as a peer writing tutor. So went through like training about ethical editing practices, worked with students, both undergrad and graduate, um, throughout like application processes, writing papers for school, applying to graduate schools and jobs. Um, And at Ingenious, I've worked with students as a graduate coach. So working through mostly the personal statement, but supplemental essays and application forms. So you've really worked with a lot of different students on different pieces of writing. Definitely, yeah, and I I like love writing and sort of narrative structuring, so something that I care a lot about from the application standpoint. Yeah, that's great. So as you mentioned, you've mostly worked with students on the personal statement, which is probably one of the most important pieces of the application, and we've talked about that in prior episodes. Um, So can you start by giving us kind of a general overview of what the personal statement is? Definitely. Yeah. I think in the application process, the personal statement is sort of the biggest thing that students get anxious about. Um, It's basically one page, 650 words, where you introduce yourself, you connect with and have to impress an admissions officer, and you have to like tie together your application all while like demonstrating strong writing skills. So it's really like the first time in an application where you're like recognized as a human being. You're not just like your grades and your transcript and your test scores, you're, you have the opportunity to kind of like make a compelling argument for why you deserve to be on that college campus. Right, so um, compared to other parts of the application, um, because other parts of the application also show you know, your background and um, kind of your um, credentials. So what makes the personal statement different and so important compared to those other parts? Yeah, definitely. So when an admissions officer's reading your application file, they'll start with like your transcript, your grades, your test scores, your activities list, which is essentially the resume section, and your like general personal background. So they're starting to like paint a picture of the context from which you came from. But the personal statement is the first time where like your actual voice is introduced into an application. And it's like, what makes you a human? Um, And so admissions offices evaluate like not just all of these sort of resume pieces, but they wanna know how you connect with people, what you value, what your perspective is on the world around you, how you've grown, what your relationships are and like how they're meaningful to you. Um, and, And all of these things like indicate to an admissions reader, how you'll actually interact with other students and teachers and peers and classmates 
on their college campus. Right, they really take you from just your stats and what you are on paper to an actual person. And we talked about this with Heather in a previous episode, and she talked about, you know, the more human a student is, the more they want to admit them, or the harder it is to say no because you're picturing a real person. Yeah, completely. It's like even your personality has an opportunity to sort of shine through with this piece Mm. of writing. Yeah. So now that we are towards the end of October, it's probably a little late for students to be starting the personal statement. Hopefully, most of the people listening have started our editing. So what would your advice be for editing the personal statement? Yeah, definitely. Um, So with editing, like the first thing is like, you don't just sit down and edit an essay once. You wanna like reevaluate each and every sentence and go back and think through, What's the purpose of every word? What's the purpose of like each transition? What's the narrative structure and whole? And as you're editing, focusing on making sure that you're writing simply, writing directly, and using concrete examples is incredibly important. Um, Like you don't need to use flowery or metaphorical language in a personal statement. Um, You really just need to have a strong narrative structure. Make sure you vary your sentence structures. Um, And in terms of like some editing techniques that I really have enjoyed um, in teaching students how to like work through their own writing. One, definitely making sure you read your essay out loud. Um, That's one of the best ways to make sure that you're even like authentically representing your own voice. Um, And also like having sort of strong uh, connective writing styles like or a writing style throughout your entire piece of writing. But I definitely agree that students especially need to be showing their own voice like we talked about it's important to show themselves what would your um, thoughts be on kind of the tone of the personal statement and making sure you have the right tone obviously students want to sound like themselves but they probably shouldn't be too casual so what are your thoughts yeah um one of my absolute favorite things to do when we're working with students is in the brainstorming process like ask them a couple of questions and have them just verbally explain things to me and then I'll like dictate um, or like transcribe sorry down what they're saying verbally Um, and that is a really strong way to like make sure that you're inserting a certain level of like tone and voice and um, authenticity into your writing and a lot of the times what you say verbally actually turns into like really strong sentences Um, so that's like a really great technique for students to try and do and you can have anybody do that like your mom or your friend or your teacher um but the the biggest thing is like not making sure that you're overwriting. um i think a lot of high school students have the tendency to like really want to use that sort of flowery language to use big words but uh, it's even sort of like an american style of writing generally that like more direct examples like more direct simple words can actually be way more impactful also it's like you have a limited number of words that you can use anyways so being really thoughtful with which words you choose to include is important right and other than being really careful with your word choice your sentence your sentence structure do you have any other um, pieces of advice for staying under that 650 word word count oh man yeah (laughs) edit a million times Um, I think a a good type of thing to do also is like reading your essay backwards and making sure that there's no redundancies. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, like when you're working sort of front to like the beginning to the end, um, you lose a little bit of like where they're 
are redundancies that do pop up. Um, so kind of like reevaluating even the way that you're looking at your own piece of writing is a good thing to do. But um, like that's another tendency that students have a lot is like repeating themselves in different ways. Um, so a, another piece would definitely be like focusing in on your transitions to make sure they're very like on from paragraph to paragraph that they're clear and concise and direct. So like the flow of your essay can also impact like how you edit it. Um, and even from the sort of like beginning standpoint of like how you brainstorm, definitely outlining your essay before you even start and sit down and write an entire draft is helpful in making sure that you like don't completely blow past the word count. Um, I would say to kind of like move against that point though, I, it's students should never be overly concerned with the word count in the early versions of their drafts. If you're writing 300, 400 words over the word count, that's fine. It's easier to cut down than it is to like add more content. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think what I'm hearing a lot from you is edit many, many times. Yes. Read over the essay many times. Do different techniques. Read it out loud. Read it backwards. Um, I could see maybe students getting a bit frustrated with that process. I know I usually get frustrated when I have to do many drafts. Um, so maybe to give some reassurance to those students, how many drafts do you usually see your students go through? Yeah, um, it depends on the student. I would say on average, like eight or nine mm -hmm. is pretty common. Um, and a lot of the times it, it's, it is hard to make yourself rework your own writing. Um, and it's kind of like a habit forming type of thing. And actually applying to college is a good opportunity to like, start getting into the habit of rewriting your writing. Um, but eight or nine drafts, some students work through like 20 rounds of edits. Some students work through five rounds of edits, but it, it kind of depends on your own working and writing style. Um, and this is, again, it's just like a good habit to get into because once you do transition from high school to college level writing, um, unlike in high school where you usually like turn in a paper and that you get a grade and that's the end of your paper, in college, in most classes, you receive comments or you meet with like a TA or you meet with your professor during office hours and you rework your writing with that person. So this is not just like a good exercise to go through in the college application process. It's something to carry forward throughout the rest of your life. Right. It's really preparing you for actual college experiences. Correct. So as you're working with these students through these multiple rounds of edits, what are some of the most common mistakes that you see that you really have to work hard with your students through? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so a lot that comes up student to student is writing about like experiences when they're really young. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people want to, they, they feel like you have to tell your entire life story on a personal statement. But again, it's 650 words. You don't have time to do it. And this is more of like a, a sort of like lens or a window into a certain aspect of your life that's indicative of the way that you function sort of with your community around you in a larger sense. So making sure that you're not focusing on especially middle school achievements or writing about times when you were younger. And even if you do write about a formative experience to make sure that it's focused on like who you are now. Um, a lot of students want to start with like 
quotes or other cliches um, and making sure that you even like understand what is cliched and what's not. I think that actually comes through with like reading a lot. Um, so pointing that type of thing out for students. Um, some people will like have the tendency to write about either historical figures or people like within their own lives. Um, we have a lot of students who write these like awesome first drafts of essays that are focused on how inspiring their grandmother's story is and then they don't say anything about themselves and you're like okay well an admissions reader is going to read this essay and going to say I want to admit your grandma but I don't <laughs> want to admit you um so making sure that you're if you do include like other characters in your narrative um making sure that they, it all sort of comes back to a self-reflective standpoint um I think like those are a couple of things that I see a lot um and another just sort of general big one is like helping students get deeper with their self-reflection and not have sort of surface level takeaways from events or experiences is a hard like place for a lot of high schoolers to push through. Like this is the first time in their lives where they're really forced into a self-reflective mode and have to put it in writing, which is really cool because that's not an experience like most of us have on a day-to-day -day. like we don't just walk down the street thinking like what makes me different from everybody else and like what's my unique perspective on the world um so helping kids like get to that reflective place and like push their writing um to, on that level is super important and i think like a lot of people kind of make the mistake of not really allowing themselves to go there right um, I think those are also definitely things that can be fixed later in the process like we are now. Those are definitely things that students can change. They still have time to go deeper and to make sure that they're following that advice. Yeah, completely. And I think like a, a really good thing to do also is making sure that either yourself, um, which is maybe a little bit harder, having somebody else really ask you those deeper questions like, why was this meaningful to you? Why did you react this way? Like why is your grandma so inspiring to you? And like, how have you carried that forward in your own experiences? Um, and a lot of the times it's hard to ask yourself those questions, but to have somebody kind of like outside, um, whether it's somebody that's close to you or somebody that's completely objective, kind of like probing you to that reflective space um, is absolutely something anybody can do, but it's like a very important piece of the writing process to get to. Right, and it can be really helpful, I think, as you go through maybe your 10 different drafts, asking yourself those questions each time or having a friend or a family member go through your essay with you and ask you those questions so that each time you can get a little bit deeper. Yeah, completely. So maybe on the flip side, we've just talked about some mistakes, some hard moments that students may have. What do you think makes the best personal statements that you've seen? What are the features of those? Yeah, good question. So I think... One thing to keep in mind is as a student, you don't have to like, you don't have to have cured cancer. You don't have to have some heartbreakingly tragic personal background story to write a really compelling essay. And the elements that I think are like most compelling are honesty, authenticity, um, like a strong representation of your own voice. So like, again, your personal statement doesn't need to be able to be published in the New Yorker. Um, you just need to be representing yourself in an authentic way. Um, and having like 
real moments of like personal growth, which a lot of the times involves a recognition of a point at which you like grew from. That I think is particularly compelling in personal statements. Like you don't have to be a perfect person, but you can demonstrate growth through different like sets of experiences. Um, so I, I think like that, those are like the elements that I would really point towards are like voice, honesty, authenticity. Um, yeah. Right. And those are really aspects that are going to show someone, as we keep saying, as a human and showing your actual personality, showing the admissions officer, this is who I am and this is why you should admit me. So I also want to broaden this to kind of writing and essays in general. Obviously, students need to be writing the personal statement, but even for college applications, they have other essays to write. And as they continue in their college career, this is going to be something they're doing all the time. Um, so when you were working with students in the Hume Writing Center at Stanford, both undergraduate and graduate students, what were some pieces of writing advice that you would give to those people that you were working with? So having worked with students at Hume, having worked with students at Ingenious on different types of um, writing, I think a few of my just go-to favorite things to both work on and tell students to do themselves is one, I've like already said this, but reading their essays out loud, um, that's the best way to uh, like both one go through kind of like the flow of a work of writing and make sure that the transitions work smoothly that the structure makes sense but two that's the fastest way to like find mistakes within your own writing both like grammatically um, awkward sentence phrasing all of that um, similar thing with like reading an essay backwards um, I, I think like reading it out loud is like absolutely the first place to start but the second piece I would say is it, like having other people read your work, whether it's academic papers or um, personal narrative essays or creative writing or like your job applications, that's just an important thing to start getting comfortable with because that's how you're going to make your own writing better. Um, I've kind of alluded to this, but like writing is rewriting. You've probably heard your English teacher say this to you. Um, and that also requires a level of like sharing your writing. And that's something that like, especially at Hume um, and any, any sort of like university writing center, uh, resource center, or like organizations like ours at Ingenious, where we're um, like offering resources to students to make their writing better, like take advantage of those types of things. Um, because as you can become more comfortable with sharing your own writing, that's how you become a better writer in yourself. Right, and your writing is going to have to be shared anyway, and the missions officer is going to be reading it. And I think, you know, it might be awkward. This is obviously a personal story that you're telling, but I agree, it's really important. Yeah, and another point kind of along those lines of you're like making an argument for yourself to an admissions office, and this same, the same principle applies to um, basically any type of argumentative writing, whether it's like, you're making a point in a history paper or you're applying to a job um, or for right now applying to college, like you wanna be showing yourself in the best light. And it, it, like a lot of students have a tendency in writing a personal statement for college to wanna like overemphasize um, like personal growth or like talk about uh, really formative experiences, but it's important to always think through like, okay, is this actually appropriate for 
this process? Like, should I talk about something that's maybe um, like a little bit controversial in a personal statement if this is actually like an application? So thinking through purpose is, I think, incredibly important. Right. And you're also going to be able to get someone else's perspective when they read it. Maybe when you read something, it sounds great. You totally understand where you're coming from. But if someone else reads it, they might not really understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. And we haven't actually touched on this, but like think through your audience. Like Mm -hmm. who is the individual human behind the computer screen that's reading your essay? And like this is something we talk a lot about at Ingenious is like, why our students work with former admissions officers is because those are the people who will actually read your essays. And it's important to remember that they're humans. They're not like a computer. They're people that have their own biases. They're people that get tired. They're people that get hungry. They're people that get bored. A lot of the times they're reading these essays um, and these applications in the middle of winter and it's like a huge stack of a hundred they have to get through in a couple of days and it's a little bit Uh, depressing and it's the middle of winter Um, but you as the writer you as the applicant it's your job and you have the opportunity to wake those people up and that's incredibly important to remember is like this isn't just your own sort of like reflective process which that is incredibly important in itself but this is also an application process and you have a job to like make an objective connection with a subjective reader. Right, the essay isn't just for you. It's actually serving a purpose and it's going straight to someone else. Completely. Um, And in in talking with a lot of former admissions officers and in having read thousands of these essays, something that's always important to remember is what is your first line of an essay? Like, what is your hook? Because if you start with a boring sentence, that's the fastest way for a reader to become disinterested in your writing. Um, so making sure that your openers are incredibly strong to again, like wake that person up. Uh, that's an opportunity to like make that first argument. Right, and that's something again that you can continue to work on as you edit. Um, so the last thing I wanna ask you about before I let you go is, like I said, hopefully students have been working on their personal statement. It's getting late in the application process. Um, So for the personal statement or just for writing in general, maybe the supplemental essays or once students get to college and they're writing more essays, what are some tips you have for just starting an essay in general? Yeah, so this is one of the hardest things to do in the application process is starting from zero. Um, I think some great things to do are one, like, If you've ever kept a journal or a calendar throughout high school, which everybody should keep a journal and a calendar in high school, uh, going back and just seeing how you've spent your time the past couple of years, what has been particularly meaningful to you, that's a good place to start. Uh, Like talking with your parents, talking with your friends and asking them like, how, how do you really sort of see what makes me different from other people? Like, how would you really define me as a person? Um, Getting that outside perspective is helpful because you'll see yourself and your own experiences completely differently than other people will. And finally, like, even thinking through your daily routine, um, I know that sounds really boring, but some of the most successful essays that I've ever read are ones that start with just like day-to-day actions. 
there, there was this one student who wrote an awesome essay that started with this line, like, growing up I had a problem. I hated taking showers, which is kind of like a jarring first line. Mm-hmm. Like, that's disgusting. Why <laughs> did you not take showers? Um, but the whole essay was about how she spent her, she spent every day of her life uh, like wasting too much time on straightening her hair. She had like really curly hair. And she had to go through this sort of like reflective process of, okay, I'm wasting all this time. I could use this to do all of these other things that I'm interested in. Um, but that reflection really started with quite literally like looking herself in the mirror and saying like, why am I doing this so much? Mm-hmm. Um, and those kind of like really personal and also relatable moments of like even daily routine can be a really great place to start like the brainstorming process. Right. Like you've said, some students try to go for something really grand, but it doesn't have to be. It can be something normal because again, you're writing to someone who also does this. Maybe the former admissions officer reading it also hates showers or straightens their hair (laughs) and you want to be relatable. Yes, exactly. So I think we've gone through a lot in this episode, a lot of really great advice that students can take as they finish up their essays. Um, So what would you say the main takeaway that you would want to give to students is? Yeah, so a couple of things. I'll I'll include a couple of takeaways. One, definitely starting with a bang, starting with a hook. Uh, That can kind of make or break an essay. Two, make sure that you're providing a clear theme or like so what message like why are you writing about these examples and what is this saying about yourself Um, and then supporting that message with evidence and then finally just sharing your writing getting other people to read it and making sure that you spend the time to edit it Um, it's incredibly important and again like a really good Uh, process to take forward with you as you transition from high school to college. Right. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. I think that's all super helpful, like I said, and hopefully students will begin putting in the hard work going through that editing process as hard as it may be. And if students are looking for any more information on the personal statement, be sure to check out our blog, which is linked in the episode description. We have tons of articles about brainstorming and editing the personal statement, as well as many different blogs about the college application process, some written by Hannah herself. And if you have any questions or would like to request a topic for a future episode, go ahead and give us a follow and send us a message on social media with the hashtag, hashtag InsideAdmissions. That's all for now. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue our journey inside the admissions office. Mm